In today's show, we're getting wild with a 2021 NBA draft mock draft. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. Indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's show brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network's live NBA draft show. NBA draft goat Chad Ford, Locked On NBA draft host Rafael Barlow, and Locked On NBA host John Corrales will all be live this year covering the NBA draft. It's Locked On NBA draft 2021 brought to you by Built Bar. Get local expert analysis on each pick. Follow Locked On NBA on YouTube today and watch our live coverage on July 29th at 7 p.m. Eastern. So people ask me what I'm doing for the draft. I am not doing a live reaction show to the draft. We have the Locked On show for that. I will be appearing at some point on that Locked On draft show. But then after the draft, I do my standard recap show where we go through all of the picks and talk about you know, what what was funny, what was interesting, what was good, what was bad. And then uh, earlier or early next week or maybe on the weekend, we'll do a Dynasty Rookie Ranking show as well after the draft. So that's what's coming up uh, for draft content from here. Now, what we're doing in today's show is a mock draft. It's the fourth mock draft I've done. It is the first one that I'm doing with all 60 picks. It is a one where I'm getting wild. Now, I said this yesterday. Now, kids, you've listened this far. There's going to be some swearing in today's show, or especially now, because I'm going to put out a couple of things that I'm going to say. This is not me selecting what I think is going to happen. Oh, there's whispers of this happening. Do not give a fuck. Don't care. This is not me saying, well, this is what I think will happen. This is also, you know, in my other mock drafts, I've been doing what, what I think, but also like, oh, yeah, but I can sort of see this consensus opinion and you're being swayed here. No, no, that bullshit's out the window here. This is just me going, well, I'm just going to go wild with this. Now, let's get a few things out of the way. Before you come, and I know you will, well, not all of you, some of you will, you'll leave a comment and go, terrible mock draft. Or you'll say something like, yeah, this guy is guaranteed to be a superstar or he's definitely guaranteed a bust. What a terrible pick. You don't know that. I don't know that. The fucking NBA GMs don't know that. Because if they did know that, they wouldn't pick Marvin Bagley at two or Anthony Bennett at one or Giannis at 15 or Nicole Jokic at 41. If everyone had the confidence of a YouTube commenter when making drafts, we'd never get a hit or any big late steals or any big busts early on. It wouldn't happen. So when I'm saying this shit, I have no, I have no idea whether it's going to turn out that way. I can look at the evidence. I can look at what I think. I can give my opinion, and that's all it is. And my opinion. So even when I did like my reaction to the ultimate mock draft, yes, I said oh, I don't like that pick. I could be wrong. That could be right. But based on what I think, this is how I think it will go. So you're going to see some players who you will say, Nah, this guy's definitely going this high. And I'm just like, Nah, I'm not interested in him at that spot. I don't think he's that good. And we're all going to be wrong with something. We'll have some hits. We'll have some misses. There's no doubt about that. I will have plenty of misses and I will have hits as well. That's just the way this process goes. So again, before you get ready to type something out and say, this guy, Jalen Green, he should be number one. What are you doing putting him where you're putting him? There's no debate. Absolute guaranteed start. That is 100% bullshit. 
Look at back at every draft and look at top five selections and tell me that all five of those guys turn out being good? The answer is absolutely not. So somebody in this guaranteed top four or these top eight, someone's going to be shit house. It's going to happen. I don't know who it's going to be, but someone will be bad. And now, after that preamble, um, let's talk NBA draft. Let's get into... Uh, Let's get into how this is, uh, or how I would would be selecting it. Again, get ready to be outraged. If you are outraged, leave a comment, but do it without you know being just uh, terrible, useless, worst mock draft ever. Give me your reasons why you think there's something, why you would do something different. Because again, it's all just an opinion. The reason why, again, I, I know this is a long preamble, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to put a timestamp so you can flick through this bullshit. The reason why I don't go, well, this is what I think is going to happen, I don't have sources within teams. So I would just be going and regurgitating what Jonathan Gavoni or Chad Ford have said or John Hollinger because they're you know, talking to teams or Mike Schmitz. I'm just going to be looking at the ESPN mock draft or even Sam Vecini's mock draft and just redoing that because they're the ones who have had info from agents and teams. I don't. So what the hell is the point? And now let's go. At pick number one, what a shocker, Kate Cunningham. Yeah, nobody's going to be surprised by that. He's been number one in everyone of my mock drafts. He's been number one in my mock drafts before I even started doing mock drafts. He is the number one player to me in this draft class, and we're going to keep him there at number one. Detroit should not overthink this. Detroit should not trade this pick. Detroit should not do anything else with this selection, in my opinion. It could very well end up being the case that someone else ends up being better than Cade. No problem, but I don't want to take that chance of passing on him, given what we know about what Cade can do. Um, again, I'm going to go a little bit faster through the players in today's show as well, because we're going to do all 60 and not just the 30 picks. So, Cade Cunningham comes in at number one for Detroit. Absolutely no surprise there. I'm not getting super wild with my selections. I'm not taking, I'm not, uh, you know, mixing things up and uh, and getting rid of Cade out of that spot. To me, he has to be, has to be the number one player. At number two, the Houston Rockets are on the clock. And the Houston Rockets, in my last mock, they had Jalen Green, but no, they don't anymore. They have Evan Mobley. I just think that Mobley's upside to be a very good defender, as well as a maybe not number one option on offense, but a good number two option on offense, and be a solid passer is too good to pass up. Is there Anthony Davis type upside there? Maybe not quite at that level, but it's pretty close. And I just think, yeah, while I talk about don't draft a lot of centers high, and I'm going to you know, break that rule in this draft, I'm telling you, I think getting the game-changing guys is important. Getting dime a dozen low upside centers is useless. But getting a, a game-changer type like Mobley, uh, I think is a pretty pretty good move for Houston there. And I don't worry about Christian Wood. You don't build your team around Christian Wood. You build your team around an Evan Mobley. You give him a bit of time to develop. And the shot, I think, can come along. But obviously, we're not, uh, we're not there at that spot just yet for Evan Mobley. Guys, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They give you freedom of choice because they've got so many great flavors. Coconut, Cherry Barcia, Raspberry. I think they had some Toffee special edition flavor that came out uh, in the last couple of days as well. So if you haven't tried the flavors, try them. Get yourself a mixed box. Get to try all of these new flavors and see which one is your favorite. Then buy yourself a box of delicious tasting Built Bars. But they aren't just delicious tasting because they're healthy as well. Check out the macros, 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors and all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Maybe they should be sponsoring the U.S. Uh, basketball team. Hmm. 
Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code is LOCKED15 at built.com. Okay, let's go on to pick number three. Not going to get too wild here. We're going to go with Jalen Green going to Cleveland. The reports out of Cleveland seem to be that they are not really committed to Colin Sexton long-term. Now, look, I'll tell you what I'd know, that the draft is going to go Cunningham, Green, Mobley. There's almost no doubt that's the way the draft's going to go. But that's not what I'm doing here. So, yeah, Green is going to go at three. The Cavs don't, or the, sorry, Green is going at three in my mock. I have him below Mobley. I think he can be, like, I know he's an excellent athlete. I think he can be a good scorer. But I worry about his defense. I worry about his passing. I worry a little bit about his elite shooting. I think that'll be fine, though. Um, I think he's going to be a really good shooting guard. But is he Zach Levine? Is that worth the number three pick? He's not James Harden. Like, that's not the level he's at, I don't think. Um, so is, is that worth the two pick? I think at the three pick, it's fine. And he did really well at a G League level last year, for sure. Really impressive stuff. Not saying he's a bad player, because he's not. But I, I don't think that he is an absolute game-changing, um, you have to get this guy at all costs type of guy. And that's why I've got him going at number three and not at number one or number two. And I said, back to the Colin Sexton point, the Cavs seem to be pretty pretty interested in getting rid of Colin Sexton. And then a Garland and Green backcourt could work regardless. Sexton could play the sixth man long-term. Green and Garland could start there. Um, it's Again, they're not in a position where they have to be picky or choosy with who they get. They just grab uh, the best player they can. And now it's time for you to write hateful comments. At pick number four, the Toronto Raptors select... Remember, we're getting wild here. I'm just going wild. Alperen Shengun. Boo. Boo, Josh. You're useless. I know. I know. I know. Um, and I'm not 100% convinced on this one, to be honest. And it's definitely not going to be the pick. But Shengun put up ridiculous numbers. 19 and 9. Big block numbers. Good steal numbers. Unbelievable efficiency. Shot the free throw as well. I think he's going to be able to hit threes. I think he can pass. I think he can be a really good offensive center. I think he has some def- defensive uh, deficiencies for sure. But I don't think that that is a complete disaster for him. Um, Toronto, of course, they do need a center. Um, not saying I'm just drafting for need here. I'm a little, in terms of not having Suggs at that spot, let's go, well, was Suggs, he was really good. And, and I think he's a really good player, but my hesitancy is, well, he's on this unbelievably stacked Gonzaga team. Is that a little bit why he was able to elevate and get into people's consciousness as much as he did? I, I still, you know, I go back and forward between Shengun and Suggs here, but really, this is just to highlight how big I am on Shengun coming in, how much I've really, like, yeah, solidified my thoughts on him. And he is going at number four in this one to me. Hate it as much as you want. I don't care. No, nah, I do care. Give me your opinions. Again, I'm not 100% sold on that one. But at number five, the Orlando Magic. They get Suggsy. Jalen Suggs comes in at number five to the Magic. Yes, they have Cole Anthony. Yes, they have Markel Fultz. Yes, they have RJ Hampton. That's all fine. Yeah, those guys aren't all necessarily going to work out. Fultz, ACL, shoulders, multiple injuries. Is Cole Anthony a one or a two? Suggs is big enough to play both positions. I just think getting players in who can be good passers and good scorers is important for this team. And that's what I'm doing here with Jalen Suggs. And I'm just not letting a player who is really good and is probably a top four player in in this class, despite me having him at five. I'm just not letting him slide any further than this. So uh, so Jalen Suggs 
comes in at number five to the Magic. Normally, I hate that number five pick because I decided to go a little bit off reservation and put Shangun at number four. Uh, Suggs falls to the Magic at five, and it ends up being a pretty solid pick for them. Not a pretty solid pick, a really bloody good pick for them to get Suggsy at number uh, number five. That puts the Thunder. They are on the clock at number six. This is an interesting spot in the real draft. I worry about what they're actually going to do in the real draft. I'm not really sure what's going to happen there. Um, but this is the direction I'm going. And again, people will hate this one. But I'm taking Josh Giddy. I think Josh Giddy is going to be a solid NBA player. I think he's already, if not the best passer in this draft class. He's top two. Um, I do think the shooting can come around for him. I have some way more confidence in his shooting than I do in some other guys we're going to talk about soon. He's not going to be a super, super high usage player, but I think he can score okay. I think he can be okay defensively and just elite level passing is very important in my mind. So I'm taking Giddy at six. He can play off of Shea. Shea can be the point guard, but he's also not you know, an absolutely elite passer. But Giddy then can share that backcourt there. Um, and I just think having that absolutely elite passing skill with uh, with some shooting upside, I think, is the, uh, the way to go for me. At number seven, the Golden State Warriors. I'm going to take Big Tom Moody. Moses Moody, the 6'6 guard out of Arkansas. Shooting, solid. I think he's got good offensive upside, uh, good offensive uh, creation upside for himself, getting his own shot. Took a lot of contested shots last year, hit a lot of contested shots. I worry a little bit about his athleticism at times. I think defensively, he's going to be pretty strong um, and just really a solid NBA player who, I guess his lack of upside is maybe overstated in, in my thoughts. I think he can still be a, a pretty good NBA player for a long time, and I'm really happy to take him here at number seven. I think that he and Giddy and Shen Goon are going to fall way too far in the actual draft, um, and we'll see my reactions to that when the draft actually happens. At number eight, the Orlando Magic are going with Franz Wagner, the 6'9 forward out of Michigan. Now, Wagner is the brother of, of Mo Wagner. He's not Mo Wagner. He's not the shooter that Mo Wagner is. He is an, a very, very good defensive wing. 6'9 defensive wings are very valuable. He can pass. He can do some scoring. The shooting is a, is a concern for Wagner for sure. Um, but 59 true shooting with an 84 free throw. His three-point shooting wasn't great, but 84 free throws gives me hope. Good steals, good blocks, good passing, good rebounds. Just really, really solid on the wing. Getting a player out there who can pass, who can defend, who can play the three, who can play the four, I think is really valuable in today's NBA game. And Wagner, to me, fits that bill. I think he's got plenty of room to continue to improve as well. I just think he's a solid he's a solid basketball player, like a really, really solid rotation player for quite a while. And uh, that's why I've got him going at pick number eight. Again, people are going to hate that. People are gonna be, there are people going to be out there going, where's Scott Barnes? Where's Davion Mitchell? Where's James Booknight? Well, they're coming. They just haven't come yet. Giggity. Where's my giggity? Giggity. All right. So Franz Wagner goes at number eight. Now at number nine, we've got Barnsey. It is uh, it is Scott Barnes at number nine. Now I'm really... There are people who would take him in the top three. John Holland, I think, has got him at number three. People who would say he's a definite top five guy. I just... At number nine to the Kings here, I've got Barnes going. I just worry... The, the complete lack of shooting is going to make him an absolute offensive zero. The passing is really good. 
He can defend multiple positions. There is a chance that he is getting a little bit overrated at this point. I think there's a massive chance of that. I think that there is, he's just, he's got real like role player bust type potential to me. Not saying he's going to be a bust because I don't know that. I just worry that that complete lack of offensive game um, is going to be an issue. I think he's going to be a good defender. Is he a guy that you want having the ball in his hands continually? I don't think he's that quite that level, but he can do a lot of things. I just think that he's very much just a role player that could just be a bench guy for a big chunk of his career, and I'm not really sure that that's, that that's the right move to go any earlier than that. The right move for car, for parts for your car, though, is Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers in your phone, on your on, in your pocket, at home, on your computer, and you can check out rockauto.com yourself. Save time and money using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you can need, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet. Go and explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. RockAuto.com. Go there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck and write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right. So at pick number 10, the Memphis Grizzlies are in this spot because they traded up with the New Orleans Pelicans yesterday. And at number 10, they're going to take the package. Jaden Springer. Yes, the package, Jaden Springer. Um, elite defensive guard. I think there is, uh, as we talked about with Ben Pfeiffer earlier this week, I think there is some shooting upside. It's not there yet. There is shooting upside. Good free throws. He's extraordinarily young. There is passing upside, self-creation upside, creation for others. Yes, I know the Grizzlies have Ja Morant, right? But Ja Morant needs someone to play with. Giggity. Dylan Brooks. You know, I don't think he's the answer. Grayson Allen, Tyus Jones, D'Anthony Melton, while I love him, just getting another capable guard and they can use all this stuff in trades. I just think that Springer has real like top five upside in this class. Might not get there, probably won't get there. That's why I don't pick him that high. But I'm really, really keen on him. I think he can play at the two as well, which is why I'm not as worried about picking. I'm not just picking him strictly to be the backup point guard because he can play alongside Jar. And really, really young, really got a lot of time to develop here and see what he can do. And the defensive abilities he can bring immediately, I think, are really important. Yes, they did just acquire Eric Bledsoe. He's not going to play for the team, according to uh, Chris Haynes. So we don't know what, what's going to happen there in that deal. But Jaden Springer, the package, goes to goes to Memphis at pick 10. Not doing a very good job of going quickly through this, am I? Let's go to number 11, the Charlotte Hornets. They're going to select Usman Garuba. Best defensive player in this class at the moment. One of the worst offensive players in this class, but one of the best defensive players in this class. Just a guy, you know, you see, they had him listed at 6'8". I think he's probably closer to 6'9", 6'10". Um, he does have some size issues, but he's an excellent defender for a center, can guard power forwards. Offensively, he's a long way away, and I'm not ever sure he's ever going to be able to shoot it, but he's a guy that 
you can come in. Maybe he plays 25 minutes a night, but he plays the last five minutes of every game because he's that good defensively. And he can come in and shut guys down. Depend, very, very quick mover. Can protect the rim a little bit, but it's more just positioning um, and being a shut guys out and being super strong already at a very young age, holding his own in the Spanish league at age 18 for most of the season. Very impressive to me. So Usman Garuba going to to Charlotte. No, going to Charlotte at number um, pick number 11. Now, you notice there are a couple of players again who have slid way down this draft board, but this is just me going a little bit wild. Let's go again wild. Number 12. What's my theme music? Sharif Cooper, the point guard out of Auburn. Defensively atrocious. I do believe that the Spurs can improve that. But passing, is it him or Giddy that's the best passer in this class? Probably him. Probably It could be him or Giddy. Um, usage out of control, 32% usage. Very high assist. I think he had like 78 assist plus usage percentage. Gets to the rim and the free throw line a ton. The shooting is just horrible, though. That's the problem. Now, he's a good free throw shooter. I think it's two, three years away, but Chip England, do something with it. And I think he can do something with it in San Antonio. And while DeJounte Murray is there as the point guard, while Maximum Derek White is there... Maximum Derek. And you know that I like Derek White as a point guard. Do you really think that you are a conference finals team with DeJounte Murray or Derek White running your team? I don't believe so. As much as I like both of those guys, and White's already 27, just getting a guy like Cooper in, two, three years' time, maybe he becomes better than Murray. Maybe he's better than White. You have him in there. You have him learn. You develop that shot. You get him to be passable defensively. And then you have a high usage, high level, uh, high leverage um, passing sort of guy with high usage. It's really a really useful thing to have. Let's go on to number 13. The Indiana Pacers select John Kaminga from the G League Ignite. Very, very young. A lot of upside with Kaminga. I'm just not sure it ever comes together. He's a guy that I've heard about for two, three years. right? But every time I hear about him, the reports get a little bit worse. Uh, yeah, Kaminga is going to be our number one pick. This is like three years ago. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about his about his defense. I'm not sure about his shooting. Uh, he can't pass everything. And then in the G League, like exploded in the first game, but true shooting of under fifty percent. Okay, defensive numbers on the wing. Great size. I think strength is going to be all right. I'm just worried about some of his shot selection was just like bafflingly bad. And when you are a guy that is talked up so much, often you get into the situation. Well, I'm that good. I just need to take these shots. And it hasn't improved at all for him. And that's why, I'm, that's why I'm dropping him all the way down. He won't go this low. There's no doubt about that. He'll go higher than this. But again, does every top five pick end up being the fifth best player in the draft? Absolutely not. And under no circumstances that happen. So Kaminga could very easily bust and not even be worth this pick. That's why I've got him here. I think it's worth taking a flyer on for the Pacers at pick 13. But I'm not super keen on it. Number 14. Trey Murphy. Now... Trey Murphy, I've got I've got some issues with Trey Murphy for for a start. His name, he's yeah you know, Trey Murphy the third, my guy. You're not Trey Murphy the third. I found out yesterday these names. I think actually Kenneth Murphy. His name is Kenneth Murphy the third, but he goes by Trey, and he goes by Trey because he is the third. Now his dad is not called Trey Murphy. 
His grandpa is not called Trey Murphy, so he is not Trey Murphy the third. He's either Ken Murphy the third, Kenneth Murphy, Kenny Murphy the third, or he's just Trey Murphy. So I've got this graphic there, but there's not. Nah, I'm sorry, mate. You're wrong. That's just not your name. And if I'm misrepresenting something here, let me know. Anyway. Trey Murphy, 6'9", elite shooter. Look at those numbers, 67 true shooting. Um, quite good defensively. I don't think he can do really shit else all offensively. He can't pass, can't really create his own shot, but can be an absolutely elite bomber with great height, great length, and can contribute defensively. People will argue that Corey Kispert should be better than him. Kispert is older, and I think he's got way less utility defensively. Even if he has a few more tricks offensively, I think just Murphy getting out there, being a guy that can be an elite shooter already is really valuable. And that's the direction we're going to go at pick number 14. At pick number 15, let's go to the Washington Wizards and go with Keon Johnson out of Tennessee. Um, elite athlete. I think he's got some real upside. It's going to take time to get there. Defensive ability through the roof. Some shooting potential. Not quite at that spot yet. But yeah, I just think taking that flyer on a guy that could be a top eight guy out of this draft class is probably the direction that Washington needs to go uh, in this one. Young, upside, defensive ability, uh, athleticism through the roof, um, a, a lot of stuff. He, now, he could end up being Zaire Smith. Hopefully, he doesn't have the shocking run of luck and the injuries that Zaire had that re- actually ruined his career. Um, but he could end up being not, not very good at all, for sure. Let's go to pick number 16. The Oklahoma City Thunder. This guy makes a reappearance in my mock draft. Or actually, was he even been in my mock draft before? Because I was worried about his heart issue. Jared Butler. And yes, this is the first Baylor guard off the board. Butler can pass. Butler can shoot. Butler can defend. Butler can score. I think it's awesome. Now, they picked Josh Giddy with their first pick. They're taking Butler here. You could run Butler, Gilgis Alexander, and Giddy all together with Dort in the mix as well. Just getting extra good players, another ball handler, another good defender, a solid shooter, which is very important for a team that's throwing out Baisley, Dorton, Giddy. Um, having someone like that out there, I think is really, really valuable. And I think Butler's, um, I think he's the best guard coming out of Baylor in this draft. Uh, again, majority of you will vehemently disagree, but I think, I think Butler is a really, really solid option. All right, let's go to the next guy, uh, the next pick. We're going at number 17. The New Orleans Pelicans have inherited this pick from the Memphis Grizzlies, and they are taking Bones Highland from VCU, a 6'3 guard, big scoring type guard, 62 shooting, high usage, um, high steal rate. I think defensively he does have some real concerns. That, that steal rate's good, but he's not a good defender. Um, hits threes, and just can become a dynamic scorer. The, the Pelicans guard situation, I have no idea what's happening. Alexander Walker. Kyra Lewis, they're there at the moment. Is Lonzo back? Is Hart back? I don't know. But just getting Highland in there, letting him run as the fourth guard on this team and just seeing what happens as he develops and then you get a Alexander Walker-Lewis-Highland trio maybe moving forward. Um, just getting a dynamic scoring type player like what Bonesy is, I think is quite useful and that's how we're going to go. With this selection at number 18, the Oklahoma City Thunder select the God of Hammers, JT Thor. We know each other. He's a friend from work. Um, 6'10 forward, the God of Hammers is. Um, 18 years of age, very young from Auburn. The stats aren't particularly great, but 
Really good defensive stuff from Thor. Just a a long athlete who could very easily end up being better than uh, Darius Baisley. Maybe better than Pokyshevsky. But a guy that gives them some small ball center minutes. A guy that gives them maybe full-time center minutes. And uh, play at the power forward spot. But some real upside, some real athleticism, some real defensive uh, chops as well for, uh, for JT. Coming in at pick number 18 for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, all right, the next selection, we have got number 19. It is the New York Knickerbockers. They are going to select Jalen Johnson out of Duke. 11.6 rebounds, great steal numbers, great block numbers, really, really hesitant three-point shooter. Yes, if you look at his numbers, he shot 40% from three. But look at the attempts. Like He attempted like 1.2 per game or something like that, some really, really small number. Um, not a good free-throw shooter, but he is a good passer. So getting him in there, look, there's a legitimate chance he's better than Obi Toppin, right? Who they've got as the backup to Julius Randle. Um, I think you can play Jalen sometimes at the three as well. Um, but it's just worth taking a flyer on an upside type guy here for the Knicks um, with that ability to be a forward who can handle and create and be really good defensively, which is what Jalen is. At number 20, the Atlanta Hawks. They are going with James Booknight, the 6'5 guard out of Connecticut. Booknight's got good size. He's 20 years of age. He's six foot five. He can be a scorer. He averaged 19 points, but he's another one of those guys that people look at and go, Booknight, man, he's just a baller. He's just a guy. He's a hooper. He can really score. He can put it together, and he puts these games together where he has to carry that Kentucky team on his back. And the shooting numbers are really bad, under 30% from three. And you go, well, it's because he had to take every shot. But sometimes that doesn't always translate. We've talked about this plenty of times. Or Kemba Walker, his field goal percentage will go way up because he's playing with better players in Boston. Yeah, maybe not. Carson Edwards, man, he had to do everything for Purdue. And now that he's in the NBA, he'll just be about a bomb from three. Yeah, probably not. I'm not saying that's going to be the case with Booknight, but it's not a guarantee that he comes in and goes, well, now he just can ease off and just be an absolute bomber and scorer. His shot selection is terrible. His passing level is bad. Defensively, I'm, not, I'm, just, I'm just not in on him. I could be wrong. He's going to go way higher than I anticipate. Way higher. And that's fine. I just don't think he should. And that's why this is my mock draft. At number 21, Kai Jones going to the Knicks. Does this guy actually even know how to play basketball? I'm not sure. If he's got the athleticism, he's you know, new to the game. But at times, he just looks like he doesn't know what he's doing. And that's a, that's a real concern to me. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. Now, the Knicks do need guards. I haven't taken a guard here, but... Let's be honest. To pick 19 and 21, if the Knicks select a point guard, is Tom Thibodeau going to start them? <laughs> Get that garbage out of here. There's no fucking way that Tom Thibodeau is going to be starting a guard there. They're better off going for a Kyle Lowry, Mike Conley, Spencer Dinwiddie uh, guard, yeah, putting Emmanuel quickly, bringing back Derek Rose. They're who's going to have the impact for, for the Knicks, not a rookie they pick at pick number 19. Like That's just not going to be the case at all. Uh, sorry to disappoint you uh, Knicks fans. So Kai Jones here, it might not work out. It might be absolutely trash. I've got no idea. But there is enough intrigue there for me to take a flyer on him at pick number 21 for the Knicks and just see see exactly where we um, where we end up going there. Now at number 22, the Los Angeles Lakers, Cam Thomas. He's just a, he's just a bucket, you know, nose smoke emoji. He's tough, whatever that bullshit means. But he's a guy that scores. Now, he does absolutely fuck all else, but he scores. I think he can be a solid shooter, but he's just a guy that can come in on that bench when you're playing with 
Alex Caruso, when you're playing with whatever other you know, non-scoring guard or, or center or big man or whatever they put out there, that he can come out there and be a guy that bombs away. Now, he could be absolutely dreadful, but he could turn into a useful bench scorer. I don't think he ever becomes a starting caliber player. But I think there's enough there that you take that flyer. He's young. He scored 23 points per game in the SEC, which is no joke. On high usage, that's really, really impressive to me. The next pick, the Houston Rockets. They've got the next two. 23, they're taking Juice McBride out of West Virginia. Smallish guard, 6'2", 20 years of age. I really like what he can do defensively. I think he can be a shooter. I think he can pass a little bit. I think he can run the offense at times. I just like the overall package for Juice. There's another guard that's just sitting out here like dogs balls and not being picked. But I think at you know, a couple of years younger, maybe the defense isn't quite the same, but it's not far off. And I think the offensive ability and shooting is probably higher for Juice than it is for this uh, for this other guy that we're going to talk about uh, really soon. He is going to come up. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. Uh, I haven't forgotten his name. He is going to come up uh, very very soon. But we'll uh, we'll get to that in a sec. Um, so Deuce McBride going to Houston at pick number twenty three. So uh, the Rockets at pick number 24, if my computer would respond and and bring up what I need to bring up on the screen, which we'll get to in a second. The Rockets have pick number 24 as well. Um, They have obviously a plethora of needs. They took Evan Mobley earlier in this this mock draft. So at number 24, what are they going to do? Oh, here they are. Here he is. Davion Mitchell out of Baylor, 22 years of age. Now, my problem with Mitchell is, is he's older. I don't think he's a good shooter. Um, he's small. He is tremendously tenacious, right? Really good point of attack defender. But what I think he is, is a, a worse Patrick Beverly. Is that the guy that you want to pick at pick five? Like some people have been telling me seven, nine. No. And he's already 22. Can he be a useful NBA role player? Yes. I think he's probably destined to be a bench guy. But that defense is useful. I do not buy him being a 40% three-point shooter. His free throws are trash. His shooting other seasons have been trash. I don't think he can be your lead point guard and run an offense. I don't think he's got the ability to do that. I think he can be just a pesky defender. And that has use at times, but not as a high draft pick. This other guy slid down the draft board a bit as well. Corey Kispert goes to the Clippers at number 25. Really good shooter, absolutely elite shooter, and that can be a key part of a team. But I, I worry that the defensive stuff can be a problem. Maybe it, he's not Joe Harris, I don't think, in terms of level of offensive ability. Um, is he Duncan Robinson? He's not that level of shooter. Is he Doug McDermott? He's probably closer to McDermott than he is to Robinson and Harris, and that is why I've pushed him down here. Now, there are some people who want to take him in the top 10 because shooting's valuable, and I agree that it is. But again, he is older. He's what, 23 or 22 years of age. Um, lack, of ish, lack of productiveness defensively. And I don't think he can do much offensively apart from be a spot-up guy. He can do a little, actually can do a little bit more than that, but not a huge amount. And again, some of it to me is the fact that he played on such a dominating uh, team in college that allowed him to do you know, to, to shine as much as he did. And I'm not sure that'll be the case on the Clippers. You'll have that ability, but in the NBA, he's not going to be able to be look. He's not going to be able to look quite as good. I don't think. 26, the Nuggets. They're going to take Trey Mann here. Good size guard, man. Six four, six five, 20 years of age, out of Florida. 16 points per game. Um, 
yeah, some shooting, some passing, some defensive liabilities. That's sort of where we fit with most of these guys at this point in the draft. Just getting another guard in in case they do lose Will Barton. Of course, there's no Jamal Murray for next season as well, for most of next season. So Trey Mann going here. I, I could easily see him being better than Thomas or McBride or, or Mitchell or Kai Jones. Yeah, or 10 or so of these guys ahead of him. But I'm also very far from confident of that being the case. So Mann falls down here to number 26 to me. Let's go, well, not to me, to Denver, in fact. At number 27, the Brooklyn Nets go with Chris Duarte, 6'6", 24 years of age. Really, really good shooter. Very good shooter. Point guard sort of player, but not a great passer. Defensively, okay, tenacious there, not super good, but he's just super old. He fills a role. He can come in and be a solid NBA role player, which is really valuable. And you get that value from him on his rookie contract. But you know, in four years' time, he's 28 when he becomes a restricted free agent. Yeah, you're going to want to pay him after that? Probably not. But the Nets need guys that can contribute now. It's a bit of a lie that older players are more NBA-ready. That generally doesn't always... It's not, a, it's not a rule. It's not a guarantee that a guy who's older will come in and, and be NBA-ready. It just, is, it just isn't a rule. Like as much as we want to think that's the case, if they were NBA ready, NBA ready, he would have come into the NBA three years ago. So there's always a risk I have with these older guys that maybe they just dominated at college because they were older and because they had athletic and uh, experience advantages. And when they get to the NBA, they won't have that. At number 28, the Philadelphia 76ers select Vrenz Blyenberg, the 6'10 forward from Belgium. Pretty good passer. Some shooting worries, but I think that will come. Look, that's bad free throws, bad field goals. I think he'll be all right in that end. He can be an okay defender. I just think a nice ball-moving four slash three who does have some shooting range, has some passing ability, I think it'd be really useful. And just getting in there behind Toby Harris um, and just sitting, he probably won't need to play a huge amount first year, but just getting a guy, again, who I think can develop into a low-level starter at pick 28, I think is pretty useful. And uh, that's what I think Blyenberg is. At number 29, the Phoenix Suns, they go with Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky, a center with some real rim-protecting upside. I don't believe in Jalen Smith for Phoenix. Jackson probably won't hold down the backup center role immediately, but with no Dario Saric, they just need bodies there. They just need help. And he can come in and be a good rim runner, solid rebounder, Okay finisher, okay shooting, good rim protection numbers, which is all you really need. And let's see, develop into a long-term backup for DeAndre Ayton, I think would be a pretty good result for Phoenix if that was what um, if that was what Jackson was able to turn into. He might not. He's only young. He's listed as a forwarder. I think he's definitely a center, but maybe he can play a little bit alongside, uh, alongside DeAndre Ayton. At number 30, end of the first round, Josh Primo goes to the Utah Jazz. Again, probably, the, I think he is the youngest player in this class. Some really good shooting upside. Just a guy that can take some of those Mia One minutes. Eventually come in and be a bench guard playing alongside or instead of Jordan Clarkson in four or five years' time. Defensively, I'm not really sure what he can do, but he is super young. I'm not sure he can create much, but the shooting upside is absolutely real for Josh Primo, and he's young, and let's just let him develop over the next couple of years and see what he can bring. He's not going to be required to be a um, significant impact player for the Jazz in year one, would be my guess. All right, so that does it for the first round. That took a while. Let's go through the second round and go a little bit quicker through that one. At number 31, we're going to go with Josh Christopher out of Arizona State to Milwaukee. Yeah, pretty good scorer, but I'm not sure what else he can do. 32, Zaire Williams to the Knicks. 
Williams, again, really nice flyer. I'm not really sure he can be a solid NBA player, but I don't know. Charles Bassey at 33 to the Orlando Magic. Great rim protecting numbers. Health is a problem. Good rebounder. Uh, Philip Petrusev or Petrusev uh, at number 34 to the Oklahoma City Thunder. Highly productive over in Europe. He might stay in Europe for another year or two, but the, the Thunder just need to acquire talent, and I think that's him. And then the Pelicans at 35 take, take Kessler Edwards a really strong shooting 3 and D wing prospect who only played low-level college, but just getting another shooter to come off the bench and maybe fill that role that they hoped a J.J. Redick would over a couple of, in a couple of years' time. At 36, Nemeus Keita, the, the Portuguese center from Utah State going to the Thunder, just loading up on some big men prospects here. Keita's got some unbelievable rim protection and defensive type abilities. Whether he can actually stay on the court long enough, I'm not sure. But there is real upside there. At number 37, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, that's a word. The Detroit Pistons take James Preston from... Where's, where's Preston from? I'm completely blanked on um, on Preston. Um, what's going on? What's My brain has... Uh, this is me just trying to deal with this in real time, trying to figure out what Jason Preston, not James. I completely lost my mind uh, on uh, on him. Um I'm just I'm just completely losing it. Preston is a point guard, I'll tell you that much. And uh and I'm just this is, you know what? I'm from Ohio. That's where he's from. And because I've just got this sound drop that I want him to play, and my brain has lost lost its mind. Preston. I like that guy. Preston. Yeah. Jason Preston, very good um ball handler. Um, just again, getting another useful player in for the Pistons. Number 38, Brandon Boston going to the Chicago Bulls. 39, Rockus Jokubitis, the point guard from Lithuania, going to the Sacramento Kings. And number 40, Isaiah Todd from the G League Ignite, going to the Memphis Grizzlies. 41, Aaron Henry, going to the Spurs. Number 42, Joe Wisecamp, going to the Pistons. Number 43, Greg Brown, going to the Pelicans. 44, David Johnson to the Nets. 45, Ayu Desumno, going to the Celtics. A lot of people are way higher on Desumno than me. I just, I just don't really see it. I'm not really sure where he fits in the NBA. 46, we're going with Quinton Grimes to the Raptors, and 47 also to the Raptors is Johan Begarin. 48 is Herb Jones, 49 is Aya Livers, uh, 50 is Jeremiah Robinson Earl going to the Philadelphia 76ers. 51, we're going with Santi Aldama. Now, Aldama, a guy that put up some really, really big, um, really big numbers um, uh, for Loyola Merrimount, I think it was. Last season. And then we've got um, Sandro Mamakulashvili. Now, I've got to get that pronunciation better. Mamakulashvili for Detroit uh, at number 52. A guy that put up some, some really, I think Seton Hall that was where he played. Some really good big man numbers. Dayron Sharp at 53 to the Pelicans. Austin Reeves at 54 to the Pacers. Jolly Ayi to the Thunder at 55. And then at 56, Dacian Nix. Um, 57 is Justin Champagny, which... Honestly, horrendous pronunciation. That you listen to Champagne. Is it no? I'm sure that's how he pronounced it. I'm sure that's not how it's meant to be pronounced. But anyway, uh, Jericho Sims at 58, Eve Pons at 59 to the Nets, and then Luke Garza at number 60 to the Indiana Pacers. So that is my wild mock draft. Uh, for the 2021 NBA draft. Let me know what you think in the comments below. And don't forget to follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on YouTube. Give it a thumbs up. Leave your comments. Hit the notification bell, guys. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.